Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Today, I'm going to be finishing up um, the Immerse series that I've been doing, Understanding God's Word. And we've been immersing ourselves in the Word of God over the last eight weeks, specifically in the New Testament. And I just want to say thank you uh, as your pastor to this church for your commitment and your love uh, for the Word of God. It, this eight weeks has gone by fast for me, but it's been very powerful uh, for myself, but I've also heard testimonies from different ones of how being in the Word of God each day has touched you personally and how God has been speaking to you uh, and also how he's been working in your life. So we do give God all the praise. We need to make sure that we continue to read the, God, the Word of God. The Bible says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. The word of God needs to be in us every day so we can continue uh, to go forward marching in God's army with our weapon, the word of God. And I'm hoping and praying, uh, many of you have been asking, when are we going to start again on uh, the Immerse, as far as the Old Testament? Our plan is, uh, beginning in the fall, that we'll start with the Old Testament and uh, it's called The Beginnings, and we'll, we'll let you know more about that as we get closer to the fall. But before I get into my message today, I want to just do a little quick review from last Sunday. Uh, my teacher told me in school, you learn by redundancy, so you repeat things. And I want to just kind of do a quick review. And, and by the way, if you ever miss uh, the sermon on Sunday, which you shouldn't miss it because you should be here at God's house, but sometimes things happen, we go places, uh, things come up in our life. If you ever miss a Sunday, uh, you can always go to our church website and uh, you can uh, click on that and you can find the sermon from the, uh, that Sunday and you can listen to it online. That may be beneficial to you, it may not. <laughs> But uh, anyway, it's there if you want to go back and listen to it. But last Sunday, uh, just to kind of do a little quick review, we were reminded uh, from the Gospel of John that Jesus changes everything. Amen. Aren't you grateful that Jesus changes everything? We learned that he changes everything. We discovered from the very first miracle that Jesus performed when he changed uh, the water uh, into wine that Jesus has the power to change things from the natural to the supernatural. And we want to encounter the supernatural in our lives every day. I know I do, and I believe you want the same thing for your life. And so we learned last week how to encounter the supernatural power of God in our lives, and it was nothing uh, deep at all. It was very simple because God is simple. He says if you have childlike faith, you can come to the Lord. And listen to what God says. If you want to encounter the supernatural power of God in your life, here's what you need to do. The first thing you need to do is invite Jesus into your life. If you want to encounter the supernatural, then invite Jesus into your life and then invite him into your situation. And then what you need to do is you need to tell Jesus what you need. What do you need from God today? What, what 
need is in your life, you just need to tell him what it is. He wants you to tell him. He already knows before we ask him, but he still wants us to tell him. And then we learn that we also, if we want to encounter the supernatural power of God in our lives, that we need to do whatever God tells us to do. We need to obey God. How many of you know sometimes that's just not easy to do? But if we want to encounter the supernatural power of God in our lives, then we have to obey God and do whatever he tells you to do. What is God telling you to do? Are you obeying him? Are you following him? And then we learn the last thing is that we need to praise Jesus for his glory because in that, in that scripture it says that he revealed his glory. And we need to praise Jesus for his glory. We know that when we serve Jesus and we invite him into our life, that he's always good to us. But that scripture tells us that the best is yet to come. Aren't you grateful that the best is yet to come? He was good yesterday, but it's still the best is yet to come. So you keep trusting in him because he changes everything. And we're going to witness some people today. I invite you to stay around for the 11 o'clock service uh, some people that have been changed by the power of God, where Jesus has changed their life. We're going to baptize them. It's going to be a wonderful celebration. And uh, we're taking in some uh, more members. I think there's 12 more in the second service that are going to be joining the church. So we praise God for that. So we do celebrate that Jesus can change things. And if you're here today, friend, I want you to know that he can change things. I still feel like preaching that message again. Well, today... As we close this Immerse series, uh, I feel like the Lord uh, was leading me, especially on Thursday, uh, just uh, the way God began to work and speak and uh, show me some things. I really feel like this is what the Lord would want me to highlight for us today as we come uh, to a close in Immerse. And it's found in 1 John, that was part of our reading, and it was also what I'm preaching from today, it's found in Revelation. It's Revelation, not Revelations doesn't have an S on the end. It's Revelation. And it's found in 1 John and Revelation. And the title for my message today, if I put a title to it, I will call it Overcomers. Overcomers. Listen, my prayer and my heart today is for God to make us all overcomers. How many of you want to be an overcomer today? Amen. We all want to be overcomers today. And I want to help you today by giving you some keys from these passages that will help you be an overcomer so you can go on and be victorious in the battles that you face in your life. How many of you could use a little bit of victory in your life today? I know I could. Well, John, he is the writer of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and he's also the writer of Revelation. And I'm going to pull a few verses in. I'll have them on the screen, but if you want to open your Bible to 1st John, and he's reminding us that God's people, God's people will be overcomers. God's people will be overcomers. God's people will be victorious. John is reminding us of that. And he says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 14, here's what he says. I write to you, fathers, because you have known the Father who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, that be me, I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God lives in you. And guess what? You have overcome the evil one. Say overcome. He says, you are strong and the word of God lives in you, which is Jesus. And now we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us who indwells us. And you have overcome the evil one. 
And then if you flip over just a few more pages and go to chapter 5, John says this, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Friend, if you're going to be an overcomer, you have to have Jesus in your life. And that's what John is telling us. You have to be born of God to be an overcomer. And then John, switching gears a little bit and moving on over to the very last book, Revelation. John also reminds us that the people that make it into heaven, the people that actually make it into heaven, they're going to be overcomers. If you're going to make it into heaven, you're going to have to be an overcomer. And listen to what John says. Now, I don't know that I understand the complete mystery to all that what's going on here in this verse, but let me give it a shot with the Lord's help. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 10 through 12, listen to what John says. He says, and John's being revealed a vision. It says, I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power of, and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers, that's Satan. Satan is the accuser. For the accuser of our brothers who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. But listen to this. This is how they overcame the accusations of the devil. Do you know the devil is constantly accusing you and accusing you before God? And this is how we overcome those accusations. John says they overcame him, the enemy, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much, so much as for rejoice, you heavens and, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea because the devil has gone down to you. Listen to this. He's filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. And man, we can see it happening today, right? He is full of fury and he's creating havoc all over the world today because he knows that his time is short. Let us pray. Our Father, thank you for the opportunity to come today, God, and to be able to proclaim your word. God, I'll just tell you right now, God, that I'm relying on you completely, God, and your promises. Your promise is that, God, you've anointed me to preach the word, that the captives will be set free, God. And, God, that you've anointed me right now, God, to be a witness for you as I receive power in my life. And I just trust those promises now, God, and I act on them. I apply them to my life. And I pray that everyone here today, God, that their eyes, their ears, their hearts would be open to your word and God, that you would transform us for your glory in the name of Jesus. Let it be so, God. Let it, Lord, accomplish your perfect plan and your will today, God. If there's anyone here today, Lord, that's a backslider, may they come home today. God, if there's anyone here lost today, let the day be the day of salvation in their life. If there's anybody here today that's in a fight for their life, in a battle that they've never been in before, God, make them overcomers today. Give them victory today, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So just for uh, the next few minutes, I want to talk to you about gaining victory in your life so you can be an overcomer. And when you hear the word overcomer or you hear the word victory, we think of the word winning. And when you hear the word winning, you should think of the North Carolina Tar Heels. 
Wow. Kill the spirit. Now listen, I had to get it in. Most everyone tuned in for that battle between those famous rivalries this past week. And in any rivalry, there's going to be a winner and there's going to be a loser, right? Well, the Tar Heels were the winners and the Blue Devils were the losers. And that happens in any battle that we go through. There's going to be winners and there's going to be losers. Sometimes in marriage, husbands and wives have battles. Amen? Husbands, remember this. Your wife is always the winner and you're always the loser. And the wife said? That was kind of weak, but I thought it would be a little bit stronger than that. No matter the battle, no matter the battle that you're in, there's going to be a winner and there's going to be a loser. Someone's going to get the victory and someone's going to be defeated. Someone's going to overcome and someone's going to be overcome. That's just the nature of the battles. And that's true for each and every one of us that are here today. The Bible teaches us that Christians are in a battle. Listen, there are a lot of blessings in following Jesus Christ. But along with the blessings come battles too. Anybody been through some battles today? You've been through some battles this week? You've been through some battles in your life? All of us have. We're in battles every day, and the Word of God tells us that we're in a war. We're in a war. It's a spiritual war. Now, in Ephesians, we're told this. I'm not preaching from this text, but here's what Ephesians 6 tells us. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against who? The devil and his schemes for our struggle. Does that sound like a blessing? He says, for our struggle. You're going to have some struggles in your life. There's going to be some times when you struggle. He says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces uh, of evil in the heavenly realms. The Bible tells us that we are in a struggle, that we are in a battle every day. And there's a real enemy that we have in our life. There's a real enemy that's declared war on you. He's declared war on you, declared war on you, declared war on you, declared war on you, declared war on me. He wants to try to take us out. We're his primary target. And he's declared war. And our enemy is the devil. Now, there's a lot of names given to him. When you read uh, the book of Revelation, you know he's, he's called the dragon, he's called the serpent, he's called uh, the devil, he's called Satan, he's called the evil one. And I'll be kind of referring back and forth in this message, but he is the devil and he is our enemy. And the Bible says that the devil, he has these evil schemes. And he uses these schemes to try to defeat you, to destroy you, and eventually to devour you. The Bible says that he roams around prowling like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. And he would love to devour you. And it's no joke, and it's no game, friend. He would love to kill you and devour you. And he uses these schemes, the devil does, to try to break us down. He tries to break us down uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, and hopefully he'll get us spiritually. And he wants to try to hurt us. Did you know that the enemy wants to hurt you? He wants to hurt you. He wants to hurt your family. He wants to try to hurt your relationship with God. 
And his, his goal is, the devil's goal is to de- defeat you and to destroy you. And part of his schemes, part of the scheme that the enemy will use, the devil, he will try to convince you that you can never have freedom in your life. He'll try to convince you that things are too messed up and too broken that it can never be fixed again. He'll try to convince you of that. He'll try to convince you, the devil will, that it's too late for a turnaround in your life, that you're too far gone. He'll try to convince you of that. The devil will try to convince you that you've lost everything and that you'll never have victory over anything in your life again. Am I the only one that the devil talks to like that or has he tried to convince you of the same thing? He will come to you with those evil schemes of deception to try to convince you because the Bible says that this enemy is the father of lies and he will use his deception and he's got a way. He's got a way of getting into our minds. He's got a way of planting these ideas in our minds and in our hearts that that seem good at the time and they even look good at the time and that's what we call temptation. Has anybody ever faced temptation before in your life? The devil will make it look good. He'll make it sound good. He'll try to lure you in. That's called temptation. And we've all been tempted. Jesus was even tempted by the enemy himself. And he uses these schemes. He he uses this scheme of his to try to lure us. He tries to lure us through temptation to take one step toward him and then take another step toward him. And it's like dangling that little fishing lure in the water and the light hits it and it starts shining and the fish just, they they jump right to it. And next thing you know, they're hooked. And that's the enemy right there. He wants you to take one step toward him and then lure you in to take another step. And before you know it, you've engaged in sin and now the enemy has defeated you. That happens in a lot of different ways. He'll try to lure you in by just giving you, just encouraging you, to uh, appealing to you to take one look on the computer at something that's inappropriate and then you take another look and then you take another look and then you take another look and next thing you know, when everybody goes to bed at night, you're on the computer and you're looking at pornography. He, He will try to lure you and, and tempt you with something and make it look good. You know, I'm just going to go out tonight and I'm going to hang with the boys and, I, and I'll just take one drink with them. I mean, one won't hurt nothing. One's okay. I won't get drunk. Then there's another drink and another drink and another night and another night and another drink. And next thing you know, friend, you're an alcoholic. I think everybody in here today knows how it all works. We know, we know what his plan is, friend. He will try to lure you with these evil schemes to pull you away, to break you down, to defeat you, and to devour you. And he gets in our minds, and he plants these ideas to try to lead to our defeat. And another scheme that Satan will use in our life is his accusations. And accusations are very powerful. John says in Revelation that he is the accuser of the brethren. Why? Because Satan will accuse you. He will accuse you. He will bring these accusations against you to try to to bring shame, to try to bring guilt, to try to bring condemnation on you. And Satan will use those accusations to make you weak in your faith and to doubt what God has done for you. Anybody ever fought that battle before? 
You fought that battle before where he comes in and he tries to accuse you and he brings that guilt and he brings that shame and he brings that condemnation in your life. Listen to me, friend. The battles are real. The struggles are real. And I want us to be overcomers today. I want us to overcome what the enemy is doing in our life. And we're going to get to the the key to how we do that in just a minute. But the battle is real and we all have our own battles in here. Every single one of us have our own battles. You have your battles. You have your battles. You have your battles. You have your battles. You have yours. I have my own battles. We all have battles. Some of you have showed up today and you're battling stress. Some of you are battling worry. Some of you are battling depression. Some of you showed up today are battling addictions. Some of you are, ba- are battling financial struggles. Some of you are battling with your family. Some of you are battling with bitterness and unforgiveness. Some of you are battling for joy, battling to have some peace. Some of you are battling and you can just fill in the blank to whatever's going on in your life. But the truth is we are in a battle. So how in the world... How in the world can we gain victory today over the enemy and over the schemes that he has planned over our life? How in the world can we gain that victory? How can we be overcomers? And John tells us how, and here are the keys to how we can overcome the enemy and his schemes. John says how to be an overcomer. He says, first, they overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb. They overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb. The Bible says that we gain victory through the blood of Jesus Christ. How many of y'all are thankful for the blood of Christ today? Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. We're thankful for the blood of Christ. And John says that we need to trust in the work of Jesus Christ on the cross and what he did when he was nailed to the cross. He shed his blood. And without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. And John says, listen, if you're going to overcome the enemy, you have to trust in the blood of Jesus Christ. You have to trust in the blood of Christ. If you're going to overcome the enemy, friend, you have to trust in the blood of Jesus Christ. Trust in the blood of Jesus to cleanse you from all sin. If you're here today and there's sin in your life, the Bible says if you'll confess it to God, he's faithful and just and will cleanse you from all unrighteousness through the blood of Christ. Trust in the blood of Jesus to redeem you from the empty way of life. Listen, we were slaves to sin. We were slaves to sin and we had to be purchased back to God. And the debt was paid through the blood of Jesus Christ. Aren't you grateful today that the blood redeemed you from the empty way of life? Hallelujah. And John says you got to trust in the blood of Jesus to overcome the enemy. Listen to me. Let's, Let's just park here in Realville for a little while. We, we all realize today that we, we mess up, right? We mess up. We mess up. We all mess up. We all mess up. We all have times when we mess up. And, and I don't know about you, but when you mess up, man, you just feel terrible. You feel bad. I can't believe I just did that. I can't believe, God, that I just let you down like that. I can't believe that I messed up that bad. And sometimes when we mess up, what we like to do is we like to have that party that pity party and we like to we can we can have a party and we can invite everybody to join us and we can cry until we can't cry no more but let me just tell you something friend those tears that you cry that party that you throw will not change anything you you listen when you mess up 
You can get on the rooftop of your house and declare from your bo- the bottom of your heart and shout as many times as you want over and over again. I will never do it again. I will never do it again. Listen, you can shout as much as you want, friend, but that won't change a thing. I can't tell you how many times I've said in my life, I will never do that again. I will never do that again. Listen, the only thing that can change you and cleanse you is the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I thought about that song, What Can't Wash Away My Sins, Nothing But the Blood of Jesus Christ. It's the blood of Jesus. Listen, when you mess up, friend, you can go turn on the shower and get under that water and you can wash as long as you want to, but that's, that water is not going to make you clean. I, I read something this past week, the World Book of Guinness Record. You know what the longest shower is? Somebody took a shower for 14 hours. I was waiting for Caden Dale's name to be down there at the bottom. Will you hurry up and get out of there, son? Get out of there. We always want some hot water. Listen, whether it's 14 hours, 14 days, 14 years, you can stand under all the water you want, friend, but nothing's going to cleanse you. Only the blood of Jesus Christ can cleanse you from your sin. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. There's power in the blood of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. All sin. All sin. Satan, he will come to you and he will attack you with with that guilt and that shame and that condemnation. But listen to me, friend. You can fire right back at him and say, Devil, I resist you. I'm an overcomer. I'm victorious, not because of my own righteousness, but because of the blood of Jesus Christ that washes me and makes me clean because my righteousness is like filthy rags, but now I have the righteousness of God through the blood of Christ. And you can declare that, and you can just start overcoming the enemy right there on the spot when you do that. Because Satan, listen to me, Satan can never overcome the blood of Jesus Christ. He can overcome you, but he can't overcome the blood of Jesus Christ. I'll tell you what Satan can't overcome. He can overcome self-reliance. I can tell you that right now. If you, if you think that, you know what, I, I, I've messed up and I got these issues in my life. I can handle it on my own. I can do it. Just leave me alone. I have a strong self-will. I can motivate myself. I can do it. Friend, when you get to that place right there, Satan will devour you. Because you can't do it without God. That's why you have to give your life to Jesus Christ. John said this, everyone born of God, he's the one that overcomes the world. John said the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, he is the one that overcomes. Friend, listen, it starts by giving your life to Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you've never invited him into your life or surrendered to Jesus, friend, right there in your pew, in the chair, you can call on him now and say, Lord, I'm a sinner and I need your grace to come in, your blood to wash my sins away, to cleanse me and make me a new creature. And he will come and he will wash you and he will make you new again, friend. He can do it in your life today. Surrender to him. Satan can overcome self-reliance. And Satan can overcome good works. Let me ask you this morning, are you trying to live a good life every day? How you doing with that? Just go to Walmart parking lot. Let me know how you're doing with that. Go through the McDonald's drive-thru. Let me know how you're doing with that. Listen, you're never going to be good enough. 
We're never going to be good enough. We can never earn salvation. If we could be good enough, there would have never been a reason for Jesus to shed his blood on the cross. We, there's nothing good in us. Jesus is what makes us good. But when you try to uh, live a life of good works, hoping that's what's going to save you and cleanse you, friends, Satan is going to defeat you. And let me tell you what else Satan can devour. Let me tell you what else he can overcome. He can overcome religious ritual. You hear me? You, you, you come through those doors and you just start playing church and you don't really mean business with God and you're just playing and you think, well, I'll come and sit today and I'll lift my hand and that's going to save me. Or you think if I come to church and uh, attend here and walk down to the altar and shake the preacher's hand, you think that's going to save you. Some people that are playing church, the devil will defeat you. There has to be an intimate relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. Satan can never overcome the blood. That's why you need to be saved. That's why you need the blood of Christ to cover you because Satan can never overcome the blood. Listen to me. Are you battling guilt this morning? You can overcome guilt by the blood of Jesus. Are you battling shame this morning? You can overcome shame by the blood of Jesus. Are you overcoming are you battling condemnation? You can overcome that with the blood of Jesus. Are you battling sin in your life? You can overcome sin through the blood of Jesus. And I know what a lot of people are saying right now, that, Pastor, you, you, you just don't know what I've been through and what I've done in my life. Listen to me. I don't care what you did last night, last week, last month, last year. All I can tell you is, friend, that it doesn't matter. The blood of Jesus Christ has the power to cleanse from all sin, all sin. And we should be thankful for that today. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood. I thought about that old song, Are You Washed? I wish I could sing it. In the blood, the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb. Are you washed? Are you washed in the blood this morning? Because it's only the blood that can cleanse you, friend. Not your own self-strength, not, not any good works, not any uh, religious ritual. Only the blood of Jesus can wash your sins away. So make sure today that you're trusting in the blood, that you're applying the blood to your life. When the enemy comes, friend, overcome him by the blood of the Lamb. Remind him that you're saved. Remind him that you're covered in the blood. And then secondly, the second key would be they overcame the enemy by the word of their testimony. They overcome the enemy by the word of their testimony. Listen, do you need to overcome the enemy this morning in your life? Then tell somebody about Jesus. Tell somebody about Jesus. You got the enemy coming in and, and you're battling and you're struggling. All I can tell you is, as John says, one way to overcome the enemy is to tell somebody about Jesus. Tell them about Jesus. Listen, the Bible, there's no, there's no secret agent Christians. You can't be a secret agent Christian. You can't be in here on Sunday morning shouting and praising the Lord, hallelujah, and then walk out and go undercover. It don't work like that. We got to tell people about Jesus. You're either in with Jesus or you're out. You're either living for God or you're not. He's either Lord of all or not Lord at all. 
You either trust him for salvation or you don't trust him for salvation. You either believe that you were a sinner that's been rescued by Jesus or you don't believe it. Listen, if you need victory in your life today, if you need to overcome the enemy, you need to tell the devil and tell the world that you've been forgiven and that your sins have been washed away by the blood of the Lamb. Tell him. Tell him. Tell the world what Jesus has done for you. Tell Satan that in the world that Jesus has rescued you from darkness and transformed your life. Has anybody been rescued by Jesus? Hallelujah. Praise God. You need to tell the devil that you were once lost and now through the grace of God that you've been found. You need to tell the devil and tell people that you were once blind but now you see because Jesus has opened up your eyes and now you can see better than ever. When you start telling people about Jesus, when you start sharing what God has done in your life, you get a victory and you start overcoming the enemy. Think about it. Listen to me. Think about it. Every time you tell somebody what God has done for you in your life, you are overcoming the enemy. When I walk out of here today and I go to a restaurant or I go wherever, I'm going to tell somebody what God has done for me. I'm going to glorify God. And when I do that, I'm gaining a victory over the enemy. And we shouldn't be ashamed of our testimony. We shouldn't be ashamed, friend. We should be proclaiming it. And and Paul says this, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes. Don't be ashamed, friend. Listen to me. Don't be ashamed. Listen, I know it's hard to open your mouth up for Jesus. Believe me, I know how hard it can be. And the reason it's hard is because the enemy is trying to fight you the whole way. Because he knows that if you open your mouth for him, for Jesus, and start declaring Jesus, that the devil's going to be overcome. And that's why he fights us. But you got to press on. You can't be ashamed. Listen, I thought about it. We're not ashamed to go to a basketball game and shout out loud for our favorite basketball team. We're not afraid to go to a concert and shout out to, our, uh, to the people on stage singing. We're not afraid to, to uh, shout out for our favorite political party or whatever it may be. Why in the world are we ashamed to shout out for Jesus, the one that died for you and me on the cross? Friends, shout it out and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And every time you begin to share that testimony, you're overcoming the enemy with the word of your own testimony and what God has done for you. Pastor Kevin, if you and the guys have come, man, give to you the last key. The last key to overcoming the enemy and his evil schemes is to remain faithful to God. Remain faithful to God. We overcome with the blood of the Lamb. We overcome by the word of our testimony and we overcome the enemy by remaining faithful to God. The Bible says to those who endure to the end will be saved. Listen, overcome the enemy. How do I overcome the enemy? By refusing to give up. Overcome the enemy by not quitting, but keep going, by pressing on. Overcome the enemy. Friend, don't give up. Keep going. Endure. Endure to the very end. Remain faithful to God. Even when you don't see God working, still remain faithful to God. Even when you're going through a battle, remain faithful to God. When you're going through that struggle, remain faithful to God. 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 Listen, please, this is a key so you can have victory in your life. Remain faithful to God. 
These believers here, it says, John tells us, that they remain faithful, not even shrinking back from death. Listen, they were saying this, I'm going to follow Jesus, Jesus no matter what it costs me, even if it costs me my life. It may cost me my reputation. It may cost me what people think about me. It may cost me my job. It might even cost me my life. But you know what? I'm going to remain faithful to God because of what he's done for me in my life. Remain faithful to God. These people here, they were, they were, the word that came to me when I was reading this was radical. They were, they were radical for Jesus. They were radical for Jesus. Are you radical for Jesus? Or are you just coasting along and just waiting and, and, and just going along with the motions? Are you radical for him with radical faith and radical obedience and radical love? Friend, come on. we got to be radical for Jesus. That means I give my life to him. I give my life away to him. Come on, friend. No, no, no. There's nothing going to separate me from getting closer to God. I want to be radical for Jesus. I want to remain faithful to him today. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to trust him so I can overcome the enemy. How many of you want to overcome the enemy? Come on, how many of you want to overcome the enemy? You you may not be in a battle today, but the battle might be tomorrow. And when it comes, friend, you got to be ready to fight. And how do you fight? You overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony and by remaining faithful to God and that begins by inviting Jesus Christ into your life would you bow your heads with me please nobody looking around please just be reverent God is working God is working God is working everyone born of God will overcome the world the enemy and his schemes Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Son of God will overcome. Do you believe today, friend? Are you born of God today? Are you trusting in the blood of Jesus who died on the cross for you? He shed his blood for you and for me. We deserved that punishment. We deserved that shame. But Jesus took our place. Friend, listen to me. Please listen to me. Make sure, make sure that you're born of God. Make sure that you believe in Jesus and you've trusted in the blood to wash your sins away and to give you new life. Please. And you can do that right there where you are. You can just invite him in right now. Jesus, come into my life and be my Savior and be my Lord. Cleanse me from all sin. Yeah, I messed up. Yes, I messed up. I messed up last night. I messed up this past week. But, Lord, your blood has the power to cleanse me from all sin. And right now, my faith is in the blood of Christ. I'm putting my trust in you right now to save me, rescue me. Give me new life so I can overcome the enemy of the devil and the death and hell and the grave, all of it. Because my victory now is in Jesus Christ, the one who died for me. Friend, if you prayed that prayer today, I wish you would please indicate it, maybe by lifting up your hand, that you have received Jesus into your life to cleanse you from all sin. Is there anybody here today? Thank you, sir. Is there anybody else here today that's made a... Thank you, sir. Is there anybody else here today that's made a a decision to... 
receive Christ into your life, would you just lift your look? It doesn't matter to me, young child, adult, grandparent, it doesn't matter to me. Have you made that decision today? Would you be willing just to acknowledge by lifting your hand up right now and saying, that's me, I gave my life to Jesus today. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Praise the Lord. Would you look up at me just one second? We're getting ready to pray. I want to invite you to stand with me right now. We got just a few more minutes, and this is how I feel like the Lord will want us to kind of close things down. Can we just be honest for just a couple of seconds here with one another in the presence of the Lord? Is there anybody here today, and you're, in, and you're going through a battle. You're in a battle right now. You're in a battle. You're in that struggle that was mentioned in Ephesians 6. You're in a struggle. You're in a battle. You're in a fight today. It's a spiritual thing. And, and you, you, you want to be an overcomer today. If that's you, would you just lift your hand up right now? Would you be honest? Is there any hands that can go up today? Any hands to go up? Any hands to go up? I want to just invite you now. If you want to be an overcomer and gain victory right now over whatever battle it is you're going through, I want to invite you to step out right now and come to the altar. Please obey God. Please obey God. God bless you, sir. God bless you. There's others. Is there anyone else here today? Anyone else here today that has a battle going on in their life? And you want to be an overcomer. You, you want to be an overcomer. You want to be an overcomer. Would you please obey God? This could be the day that you get your victory. This could be the day that you get your victory. And it might all be hinged on whether you're going to obey God. And I thank you for obeying God. Let's do something for our brothers and sisters. How about two or three of you just get out of your pew and come and lay a hand on each one of them right now. And let them know that you love them. Let, you, let them know you love them. And let's just extend our hand out to them right now. Come on, church. Come on. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Find somebody that you can put your arms around right now and help them. God, help them. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, God, for victory to come today. God, in the midst of this battle, God, you're faithful. I will overcome today by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony. And I will remain faithful, God. And God, I know when I do that, I'm going to be overcoming the, the, the enemy. And I just need victory right now in the name of Jesus. I need victory right now in the name of Jesus. I need victory right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, I just declare right now, God, that I'm going to be an overcomer in Christ who gives me the victory, God. Oh, Lord, I'm born of you, God, and I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And, God, today, Lord, I rest in that, Lord, and I trust you right now, God, to make me an overcomer. Give me the victory I need in this battle that I'm in, God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.